Mike Dell's World, number 159, compiled on May 25th, 2010.
Uh, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever the case may be. This is Mike, and this is Mike Dell's World Mobile coming to you today from Interstate 94. Uh, just about to, uh, what would it be, Kalamazoo, Michigan, about to turn north on uh, US 131. Just coming back from the uh, Geek News Central meetup down in Coldwater. I got the award for the furthest drive, <laughs> but I had a great time with uh, Todd Cochran, uh, Sherry Cochran, uh, Barry Kantz from uh, Raw Voice and uh, the uh, Home Travel Agent podcast. And uh, let's see, uh, the guys from the uh, iPad show, I got to see my first iPad in person. Very impressive device. Uh, I am uh, pleasantly surprised, uh, but uh, I'm still holding out for the Android pad. So anyway, but we talked about a lot. And of course, we talked a lot about podcasting, which uh, leads me to uh, believe that that's probably what I'm going to talk about on today's uh, little visit. And I'm going to record this all uh, as I'm driving home. And uh, I'll probably intersperse some music in there at, uh, at some sort of logical breakpoints. But uh, anyway, I've been kind of having a, a podcast, podcaster block, uh, you know, kind of like writer's block. You know, when uh, somebody's trying to write a book and they sit there in front of the keyboard for three hours and uh, don't even write uh two words well that was the same thing that's been happening to me with podcasting i don't specifically know why there's no no real reason but every time i'd sit down to do a show i'd well, what do i got to talk about and, you know really just couldn't come up with anything but uh you know you just got to do it and uh well today i figured well you know i got a four-hour drive uh you ought to be able to put down 30 minutes of, of thoughts, you know, from the, the meetup and, uh, and other things going on. Uh, so I guess I'll, uh, to start out with, I'll just update you on uh, what all's been going on in my world. Uh, other than all this construction, wow. <laughs> Picked a bad time to, to try to podcast, I guess, but, uh, oh well. I only got two miles and, uh, then I take the, uh, the exit to head north off of I-94. That's a different direction than I came down. Uh, I came down uh, US-127 to Lansing. Okay, there's the Tom Tom lady telling me to exit right in two miles. So that's what I'll do. <laughs> and make sure I'm not going to get run over by anybody. Doesn't look like I will. So that's a good thing. So let's see what all's been uh, going on. Well, we sold the Harley, Kathy's motorcycle. We've been trying to sell it on and off, you know, since last fall. But of course, we started too late, so we ended up storing it over the winter. But uh, finally got that sold, and uh, now I still got my Honda that is also uh, on the uh, chopping block. Not that we need the money, but uh, it seemed kind of like a waste to have those motorcycles sitting around and uh, never ride them. So uh, time time to get them back on the road with somebody else driving them. Uh, 
So, okay, one mile to the exit. And once I get on 131, I don't have to get off of it until I'm almost home. So that's a good thing. So, let's see. Also, we got our uh, patio done, finally. Uh, oh, okay, I guess I'll work backwards. Got the patio done last Sunday. Uh, I had to make one more trip to Home Depot, and I got another pallet of blocks, another, uh, I think it was 40-something blocks, <laughs> and uh, got them all hauled and placed, and I <clears throat> got the locking sand on them, and uh, it's rained. It's rained once, so uh, all the locking sand is now locked in. And I gotta say, it looks pretty cool. It's a lot nicer to walk out the back door and have uh, this big uh, concrete pad to stand on or to, to sit down on. We got a nice picnic table out there and uh, our gas grill and, and all that. And, uh, that turned out nice. Uh, before that, I went down to ha Dayton Hamvention. Uh, in fact, I uh, didn't get back till around midnight uh, on Saturday night, Sunday morning. So uh, we slept in a little bit on Sunday and then got all that patio work done. But Hamvention was nice. I didn't, uh, didn't do any podcasting down there either. Every time I got the microphone out, uh, everybody would scatter or, uh, or I didn't have anything to say, I, you know. It is what it is. Uh, if you've never been to Hamvention and you're a ham radio operator or even slightly interested in, in electronics, that's definitely a, an interesting place. Uh, it's more of a history lesson in, in electronics out in the flea market than it would be uh, what's coming in the future. But there are, uh, you know, usually big announcements from the uh, ham radio manufacturers. Uh, got to see Kenwood's new new radio uh, it's basically a replacement for their uh, mid-sized HF radio uh, for those of you not familiar uh, HF is high frequency and uh, that's actually a misnomer because it's lower frequency than about anything else you use it's in the shortwave uh, range they're uh, from 2 to 30 megahertz and that's the the part of ham radio where we get to talk all over the world or at least around the country most of the time. And uh, let's see, Yaisu, that's another uh, ham manufacturer, actually owned by Motorola now. Uh, but uh, Yaisu and Vertex Standard, they're all kind of the same company. Vertex is the uh, commercial two-way uh, division of Yaisu. Well, like I said, they're all a uh, division of Motorola now, although I don't believe they've really crossed up much of their product line yet I'm sure that's coming I don't think we're gonna see I don't think we're gonna see Motorola ham radios but I guess that wouldn't be bad actually I have a couple of Motorola radios that weren't ham radios that got turned into ham radios <laughs> so Motorola's always been a player but now they're more officially a player in the ham market and uh, whether that's a good thing or, or a not-so-good thing, who knows? We'll see. But they have a new radio out. Uh, Yesu does. Uh, well, let me back up a little bit. In this car that I'm driving right now, and if uh, you've been following my Twitter, I put out a link earlier today. If you wanted to track me via the Ham Radio APRS system, 
the only radio out there that that came out of the box all you had to do is plug a gps into it and configure it and and you were on the air with aprs was the kenwood d700 was the first one and then they had a, a handheld I don't remember what the model name on that was, but they had a little handheld walkie-talkie size one that did that also. But Yesu's been making it uh, a lot easier to get into APRS. And they came out with a radio very similar to the D700. And uh, I forget what the, I think it's the Yesu 350 or something 350. But it's very cool. Uh, It not only does that but it has a bluetooth so you can talk on it using a bluetooth headset instead of the hand mic for the voice side uh, has a built-in gps instead of one that you have to add externally like the kenwood has a multicolor display well that's a misnomer too uh multicolor in as is you can change the color of the backlight it's still a monochrome lcd but you can make it blue or or orange or pink or you know whatever color so you know you, you can change the color of the, the display not to, not that it's a full color display like like would be on your tom tom or your smartphone or whatever but it's still very cool and it has a thing like right now my uh, aprs only updates However, you know, whenever I set it to, uh, like in this case, I have it set to update every two minutes. So if I'm driving on one road, like I, you know, just turned off I-94 and I'm on 131 now. And within two minutes, so say I, you know, I'm going westbound on I-94 and it updates. And then I turn up 131 and it updates again. It draws a straight line between where I was on 94 and where I am on 131. So it doesn't show that I made the turn, it just shows that I am now here instead of there. Well, with this thing, it's got what's called smart beaconing, which anytime you make a major uh, turn, it'll beacon. So say I'm driving along and I make that turn, so say it beaconed two, or a minute before I got to the interchange, and then when it sensed that I went onto the interchange, it would beacon again. And then as I'm just driving straight down the road, it beacons every two minutes. So it's a subtle difference, but uh, it makes the uh, the traces on the map look better. And if you ever want to check out what APRS looks like, uh, go to, oh, what is it? Uh, APRS.fi. That's a site from Finland. But if you go to APRS.fi, it'll come up with a Google map of, of uh, Helsinki. <laughs> but then there's a spot you can search for a call sign. and Or you can uh, search for a city. If you want to see what's going on in, on APRS around you, just type in your, your city in the search. Uh, if you want to see where I'm at, or at least where my car's at, or where my house is at, because I don't care if you know where my house is, <laughs> Type in N7LMJ, and uh, you'll get uh, N7LMJ-1 is my house, and N7LMJ-9 is my car. So uh, 
Anyway, you'll, you'll be able to see. Generally, uh, they're both would be on that same screen, but uh, like like today, I'm down in southern Michigan heading north. So if you search for N7LMJ-9, you'd find my car, and dash one, you'd find the house. If you just type in just the call sign, it'll list both, and you can click on one or the other and get the proper map. And uh, it's kind of it's kind of neat. Uh, and you can do these little text messages if you got time to, to do it. Uh, but it takes a teenager to do it because it's a, it's a T9 type text messaging instead of a full keyboard. Although you, there is a way you can plug a full keyboard into the D700. But then Yesu also has a matching HT or handheld that's kind of neat. It has the GPS and the microphone. So you're, you've seen those... Uh, uh, radios that the uh, cops have on their belt and then they have the microphone clipped to the epaulets on their shirt or on their collar well same thing with this it has a, an external microphone with the GPS in the microphone so you could be walking around and uh, be on APRS just another way to track and of course as always you can track where my phone is <laughs> currently the droid at uh, mikedell.com and then click track me. You'll also see links there to my uh, APRS tracking. So my wife always knows where I'm at. And, uh, and, so, and since I don't do anything I'm not supposed to or go places I'm not supposed to, <laughs> that's okay. But uh, you can bet if I ever decide to do something like that, I'll turn all that stuff off. <laughs> so... Anyway, so hey, we're getting a little further north of uh, Kalamazoo. The traffic's kind of light out here. Not too bad. I don't expect it to be too bad. It's it's 20 minutes to 10 at night. I probably will be home about uh, 1, <laughs> something like that. And uh, like I said, I enjoy driving. I can catch up on my podcast listening. That's what I did on the way down uh, since I took two days off for from work to go to Hamvention last week I, I, they kind of built up so it was good to have uh, you know four solid hours of of time to listen let's see what else uh, has been going on uh, I've been doing some yard work I know yeah blah 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 that's boring uh, one of the things from the the gathering tonight well, yeah, let's uh, let's take a break here first and uh, talk about my sponsor. Yeah, I guess still got to do that. A go to meeting. You know, if you don't want to travel like I did today to uh, have a, a three-hour meeting with somebody, of course this was a little more than a meeting. It was a nice get together and dinner. But you know, if you're just trying to demonstrate something on the, uh, you know, software-wise. Uh, or just, you know, have a, a non-boring teleconference-type meeting where, uh, you know, they can see your screen, you can show your PowerPoint, you can, you know, show them a web page, uh, show them some new software that you're working on, or, you know, just anything, or pass it around, you know. Anybody on the call can, can uh, you know, you can give them control and you can see their screen. If so if they got a particular problem with something, you know, they can just show it to you. And, it, you know, comes free with voice over IP, comes with, uh, uh, you know, phone if you want to dial in. And it's really slick. You just uh, send a link. You set up a meeting, you send a link. 
and they can do it and you can even do it on the iPad. Now I didn't get the, the guys from the iPad show to show me go to meeting on the iPad, but I, but I'm, I'm sure it's pretty slick. I, you know, like I said, tonight was the first night I ever saw one. But anyway, my listeners can get a uh, free 30-day trial at GoToMeeting by going to gotomeeting.com slash techpodcast. That's gotomeeting.com slash techpodcast for a free 30-day trial. And uh, like I said, I use that stuff uh, quite frequently. In fact, I've got a, a call set up for Monday night with a... Uh, a blueberry client, which I'm going to help her uh, get her WordPress sorted out. Uh, so, uh, so it comes in handy for that kind of thing. So anyway, <clears throat> I forgot what I was going to talk about before. Uh, oh, yeah, the the uh, gathering tonight. We talked about a lot of uh, a lot of stuff to do with Roku and uh, Google TV. Um, yeah, that was a new announcement. I actually hadn't read anything about it. Todd knew about it, and and I guess uh, Barry did. So we all chatted about that, and uh, looks like uh, Google TV is probably going to, uh, if not win the uh, smart bo- uh, smart box, the <laughs> the set top box thing. It's gonna definitely be a, a big competitor, and uh, it. I think it's gonna be great. It's gonna be running on Android, so that might be cool. You'll be able to have uh, apps uh, on there. You know, uh, I don't know what all apps you'd want to see on a on a 40-inch flat screen, but <laughs> might be kind of cool. But uh, and and also, I heard uh, them talk about, or you know, Todd and, and everybody talk about. Well, I think Todd talked about it on his last show because that's what I was listening to when I got there. But uh, Apple TV is essentially dead. Well, we kind of knew that was coming. And I'm kind of disappointed because they could have done a a whole lot more with that. I own one, and, uh, you know, I like it. Uh, I use it mainly. That's my video podcast. You know, I don't put video podcasts on the the Android phone. Of course, it kind of has limited capability in that anyway. I mean, I can watch them on YouTube and... I'm sure I could find a, a, a proper player if I wanted to. But, you know, I use the Droid for audio podcasts, and I use the Apple TV for video podcasts. And it's handy, you know. I sit there in my easy chair and bring it up, and, and I can watch all the video podcasts I want, and, and they scale up nicely, most of them. And uh, that was... Uh, you know, it's always been a great thing. And, you know, and I also I still have my uh, iPod Classic, which I have uh, every piece of music that I own is on the iPod, iPod Classic. <laughs> it's starting to get hard to say iPod without saying iPad, all the coverage that everybody's been giving the iPad. But uh, I still use the old iPod. Uh, I don't use it a lot. I actually use it on my radio show quite a bit because I find it a lot easier to set up a playlist for you know a set on the on the radio show than than I do to go get the CD out of the out of the racks there at the station. And I don't think anybody can tell the difference. Uh, I got a nice setup to where I can uh, plug that right into the uh, right into the 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 main board there at the station. And uh, 
really uh, works out nice. But I also put a few video podcasts on that iPod. It's going to get harder and harder. And, you know, sure, it's not the greatest experience to look at, you know, a a screen, uh, you know, that's two inches wide or whatever it is, two and a quarter inches, I don't know, whatever the iPod Classic has. Probably be a lot nicer on an iPhone or an iPod Touch, otherwise known as the iPad Nano. <laughs> but I still, you know, like when I'm going to sleep, and sorry, uh, Jason, of course Jason's probably not listening, but Jason Calacanis has that show uh, this week in startups. It usually runs about two hours, but I do sync that one to the uh, to the iPod and and I've got a, a dock on top of my Bose Wave radio uh, at my bedside, so when I'm going to sleep, I'll put that on, mainly listen to the audio, but uh, if I want to roll over and look at it, I can. And uh, that works out pretty nice. Of course, you know, I have to watch it in chunks, or listen to it in chunks, because it's two hours long, I usually fall asleep within a half hour, so... Then I'll just fast forward it to to where I haven't seen what was, or heard what was going on, and start from there. So I can get a whole week of uh, of falling asleep to that podcast and get that all in. Uh, so, what else was going? Oh yeah, the, the video uh, that was one of the big topics at the uh, meetup. That you know, it's going video, and like I said, with Google TV, Roku, Boxy. Forget what the other one was uh, that uh, Walmart has. Uh, you know, if you want to uh, get new audiences into podcasting, listening or or watching podcasts, you, know, you almost have to be on video now. Uh, you know, video is taking off similarly to how audio podcasting took off uh, five years ago. And, you know, there's still the, the diehard audio podcast listeners, such as me, because, you know, I have the, the right job to where, uh, you know, I can listen for at least six or seven hours a, a day. And I do, you know. I, before that, I was a talk radio fan, but, you know, getting AM radio inside a building at night uh, was sometimes problematic, but I got it worked out. I got one of those uh, CC radios, and then I had a little FM transmitter, and I wore an FM, uh, what do you call those, Walkman. And I just had a little, you know, the little tiny FM radio Walkmans, and uh, that covered uh, my work area quite well. And then uh, when the first uh, MP3 players come out, I I didn't jump on the bandwagon right away, but... uh, when the iPod Shuffle, I've still got the original iPod Shuffle, and it still works. The one that looks like a stick of gum had 512 megs of RAM in it, or storage in it. And I could get, uh, you know, 12 hours worth of, of podcasts on it. Of course, I had to individually put them over on it and all that. And then, of course, I got the uh, iPod Mini. If anybody remembers that one, it was the one before the Nano. It was, you know, a little bit smaller than the classic iPad and, or iPod. Jeez, having all kinds of trouble. Well, that's a big truck stop here. Wow, never knew there was a big truck stop in between Kalamazoo and Grand Rapids. Exit 25 on US 131 and 
Mm, I guess this would be uh, central lower Michigan, eh, maybe southern lower Michigan. <laughs> anyway, near Allegan, I guess. Or at least I just saw a sign that said uh, Allegan exit. But anyway, I had the iPod Mini, and that one, uh, I think it had four gigabytes. Yeah, four gigabytes of storage, and that one worked out pretty good. It, it Sometimes I had to watch out for the battery life on it. Uh, it would, and it actually had a hard drive in it, too, it had a little four-gig hard drive. And it and I had to watch the battery life on that. Uh, at the time, I was working ten-hour shifts, and and I could almost get through a whole shift on it. So, but then uh, then I got the iPod Classic, uh, or well, it's not the Classic. I guess the Generation Five iPod Video, I guess, thirty gig one. That's the one I still have. I just put a new battery in it because the battery life was getting getting bad, but. I used that for quite a long time, and uh, and for a little while I had a Nano. I ended up giving the Nano to my niece. Actually, I gave the Mini to my niece, and she flat wore it out. And then I gave her my uh, Nano once I got the Droid phone and uh, realized I can do all that on the Droid phone. And then uh, I never have to sync it to the computer because it just downloads on the phone and I can stream stuff. It, it's oh, way better experience in most cases. All, the only thing I don't like is I can't just pause it, you know, without looking at it. With the iPod, I could, you know, I knew where the, the pause button was. And so, you know, if I'm at work and somebody comes up to me and wants to talk, I can just hit the pause button and talk to them. And with the droid phone, I gotta take it out of the carrier, gotta unlock it, and then hit pause on the on the podcast player. Uh, it's called Google Listen, by the way. It's, uh, it's awesome. Once you figure it out, it, it took me a little while to figure it out because Google isn't exactly the best at uh, at uh, ergonomics, I guess, or usability. They're very functional, but uh, sometimes you got to be a geek to make it work the way you want. I qualify. <laughs> but uh, once I got that figured out, I, I didn't need the uh, iPod anymore for podcasting. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, Todd was uh, talking about you know the the video thing. He talked about his trip to Ford. And that's, I'm looking forward to the video. He he took tons of video while he was over there at Ford, and and uh, it sounded like a lot of fun. Him and uh, Jeffrey Powers from the Tech Podcast Network also was there, and uh, it sounded cool. Uh, they got to drive all the cars and and uh, drive the simulators and see you know some of the R and D stuff over there at Dearborn. And I was at uh, I took a tour of that plant. Oh, geez. 1979. <laughs> no, I'm not really not that old. I, I was in uh, sixth grade. <laughs> that was the last time I'd been to Dearborn. But we went to the uh, Ford uh, hot strip mill where they uh, make all the sheet metal. We take these great big ingots of, of steel and flatten them out into uh, sheet metal for the bodies of the cars. And... Uh, to the Mustang plant and uh, 
Tell you how long ago that was, they were still building the Mustang too. <laughs> but it was kind of cool. We actually got to follow a car all the way through production. And I'm sure that car is rusting quietly in some junkyard somewhere. Or already been crushed and turned into three Toyotas. Or whatever. But uh, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so that was interesting to hear about that. And like I said, I want to, I can't wait to see the video. If you go over to uh, geeknewscentral.com and click on the special media feed, that's where he's going to be uh, posting those videos. So it should be uh, quite interesting. And let's see, we talked about geothermal heat, uh, talked about uh, whether or not you could uh, put in an oil furnace or not in Michigan anymore. <laughs> I don't know if you can or not. And we talked about the fact that, uh, that a Chevy Suburban versus a Toyota Prius, the Chevy Suburban will pollute less in its entire lifetime than a uh, Toyota Prius. Uh, that I'm maybe controversial. Yeah, the Toyota Prius is going to burn less gas over its lifetime. But most of what's in a Chevy Suburban, other than the plastic parts, is just going to uh, rot into the ground and not cause any uh, ill effects because it's uh, mostly steel and aluminum and you know, and cloth and whatever. I mean, you know, I'm sure it's all recyclable. So, you know, steel is probably the most recyclable thing in the world. And the Prius has a fair amount of that in it. But the problem with the Prius and any other hybrid is the batteries. What are they going to do with all those batteries? You know, some of the Priuses are now coming up to the to the life expectancy of the battery pack. And, uh, you know, besides the fact that, uh, you know, okay, you've got this, uh, I don't know, nearly 10-year-old car. Are you going to spend five or $6,000 for a new battery pack uh, to put in this thing? And the thing's worthless without the batteries. Uh, the little engine that's in it uh, can't really uh, propel it around very much, and you'd have to do a lot of modifying to... Uh, work around the electric system to, to run it on just gas. I mean, you know, that's that's the whole deal with that car. It uh, it needs it needs the the electric motor and the and the battery to uh, get it going. And you know, that thing would be a, a gutless wonder without I mean, don't get me wrong, Prius is a cool concept, but you know, they got to figure out what they're going to do with the batteries. Oh, he also talked about some uh, nuclear power, or nuclear, <laughs> nuclear, if you're a No Agenda fan, in the morning. Uh, anyway, uh, Barry was saying, he read a statistic, if everybody on the planet, or the average person on the planet, did everything with nuclear power, the amount of waste generated in your lifetime from nuclear would fit in a beer can. Think about that for a minute. You know, look at all the electricity now generated with coal and natural gas and, you know, hydroelectric, of course, doesn't, uh, doesn't generate any pollution or anything, but, uh, you know, 
still the majority of, of electrical uh, generation is, is coal and, and gas. You know, gas doesn't really pollute all that much either. It, uh, it burns fairly cleanly. But, you know, in the coal, they're getting better at that too, you know. So it, overall, but, you know, you still have all the potash and stuff from the coal burning. And it just, uh, I don't know. You think about it. Uh, if you can figure out what to do with the nuclear waste, you know, each person has their beer can size thing. <laughs> we were joking. And what they ought to do is uh, take and make sure when you uh, when you die that they bury you in a lead-lined casket or a urn or however you do that. And, and you put your beer can full of nuclear waste in with you when they bury you. <laughs> Anyway, that probably won't go over too good. Well, hey, uh, I'm going to take a, a rest break here uh, on the road. I'm gonna, I think I'm going to pull over to this uh, upcoming exit and give me a little bit of uh, caffeine and, uh, and some uh, road relief. So I'm going to play a song. I'm not sure which song, but I'm going to play one. And uh, I'll uh, turn this back on here in a minute. Or three or four or five. Let's get dangerous. I'm a dangerous man, a dangerous city, and I lead a dangerous life. I got a dangerous car, doctor, and his kids, I got a very dangerous wife. I got 16 dangerous girlfriends, I got a one or two. But now, kid, you don't want to get hit, I'm dangerous, so you better look out.
Okay, well, it's been a lot longer than a few minutes. I'm actually in Cadillac, Michigan, about an hour from home, or thereabouts. Uh, just got off the phone with uh, Trucker Tom. Spent uh, all the way from Grand Rapids till here. <laughs> so uh, that was a great conversation. We talked about uh, everything. So anyway, I'm actually kind of excited about uh, going through Cadillac because uh, haven't, uh, well, let's see, last September they closed the bridge on uh, 131, US 131, and I haven't been able to go this way since then. But they opened the bridge about a week ago. So uh, I get to go the, the more direct route. So that's going to be nice. That's my... Uh, Alarm went off. It's now midnight. And uh, so we're just trucking along. Well, actually, I'm in the Toyota, so I'm, I'm carring along. Is that right? <laughs> anyway, run into a couple of patches of fog, but other than that, it's been uneventful. And uh, so it's been a good, good trip. Good uh, conversation, good uh, chatting with everybody, and well worth the trip and it's uh renewing my podcast uh obsession i guess not, not really obsession but it's uh it's making me uh want to podcast now a little more because uh i don't know sometimes you just need motivation and uh, i'm actually thinking about doing some video although i don't think i'm gonna do a long form video like uh like todd's doing or or some of them. I think I'm going to work on some sort of five-minute show uh, that I can do simply. But who knows? We'll uh, pass that uh, bridge when we get there. And, uh, speaking of bridges, <laughs> like I said, hopefully uh, this new bridge was worth the, worth the money and the time and uh, all the detouring. Because when they closed the bridge on 131, it added about 20 miles to my trip south. So it'd be good to uh, get that 20 miles back. Well, like I said earlier, I, I took a whole different route going down. And uh, actually the time difference was three minutes. Vers you know, going 127, 75 to 127 to Lansing. Or going uh, from Lansing over to Kalamazoo and north on 131. And there's less construction on 131 than there was the other way. So this is good. Still looks like there's some last-minute last construction around here, but it, didn't, it hasn't closed the road. And being that it's midnight on Saturday, or now officially Sunday morning, not much going on in the construction zone and speed limit still 70 so that's uh, that's good eh, let's see what else uh, to talk about I think I covered the uh, meeting down south the meetup uh, and uh, all that uh, pretty good and I think I've covered what I've been doing for the last couple of weeks or at least mostly 
course, in, in all that, of course, uh, work and sleep and uh, all that good stuff. I have been working on uh, installing Ubuntu. I've installed Ubuntu on this particular machine for my APRS node at least six or seven times. So it's uh, definitely uh, <laughs> annoying. But I got it uh, finally to take, and everything's working okay except for uh, I can't right-click on anything because the minute I right-click on something, I get the mouse gets stuck in the window. And uh, that's a known bug with a particular piece of software that I'm dealing with. So I just have to remember not to right-click on anything, which is fine. I really don't need to look at that computer at all after it's running anyway. So we'll just uh, call that good. And, uh, well, that way, uh, anybody that's in Traverse City using APRS can, uh, get their stuff to the internet through my setup at home, and that's really all it's good for that, and, and I use it as a print server, and that all worked fine, so. It's all good. So I just got a phone call, uh, right there after I got off the phone with Tom. I gotta go pick up my wife. She's over at a friend's house and decided she didn't want to drive at one in the morning, so so I'll just uh, swing by there and pick her up on the way home, and then uh, tomorrow I got to go over to that friend's house anyway and uh, install a webcam. Uh, her husband got uh, called down to the Gulf Coast to work on that. Uh, potential oil spill thing going on down there. Don't know exactly what he's doing or, or any of that, but uh, that's where he's going to be for the foreseeable future. And uh, she had never set up Skype before, so she got her webcam. and So we're going to set her up with Skype so she can uh, do video calls with, uh, with her hubby uh, down there. And uh, I don't know where he went. Let's say he went to Florida somewhere, but I think he went to, might have been Alabama or Mississippi or Louisiana. I don't know, somewhere on the Gulf Coast. <laughs> but hopefully, uh, hopefully he doesn't have to be down there as long as uh, he thinks he will. He's thinking three months, but oh well, I guess you got to go where the money is. Uh, see, normally uh, does uh, construction work up here, but that market's kind of slow right now so uh, I guess whatever he's doing down there will uh, be worthy and bring in a, a decent paycheck hopefully uh, like I said hopefully he's not down there too long and hopefully that uh, oil thing doesn't uh, get too much more out of hand than it already is Interestingly, the uh, oil prices have been going down. You would have figured that would be uh, uh, just the excuse the oil companies need to uh, take some more profit and try to kill the economy, uh, like they did a couple years ago. But, yeah, well, it is what it is. And luckily, I don't uh, normally consume a lot of, of fuel. So... Uh, doesn't uh, affect me directly. It does indirectly when everything gets more expensive because the fuel prices get more expensive and it just all kind of rolls downhill. 
you know, talking with Tom there, it reminds me, you know, the diesel prices have a big effect on, on uh, you know, what you buy in the store. I mean, pretty much everything shows up on a truck in one way or another. And if it costs more to haul the stuff, you know, that all gets passed on and uh, we end up paying for it in one way or the other. But the funny thing is, is all the prices sort of went up when the gas prices and diesel prices went up last time. And they haven't really come down. Maybe a little bit here and there, but, you know... so now, you know, now that it doesn't cost as much to haul everything, uh, where's that extra money go? Oh, uh, well. There ain't a whole lot we can do about that. So, anyway. Boy, this is a desolate part of the freeway. I'm uh, north of Cadillac. Uh, oh, probably two or three miles from where the freeway ends. And there ain't nobody up here. <laughs> I think I better sense than to be driving through the midnight hour, as a uh, trucker two times would say. But anyway, I think I'm going to cut this off. I'll probably uh, assemble this tomorrow morning. So, or Sunday morning, I'll, I'll throw this together and probably add a, another. Another segment in the studio. Hopefully I don't repeat myself too much. So until then, uh, I'll play one more song here. And and I still don't know what it is. I'll uh, explain that after after the song from the studio in about uh, 10 hours or so, I'm guessing. (laughs) So until then, catch me later and enjoy the song. Today the strangest thought occurred I feel I ought to tell you But it's clearly quite absurd Wouldn't it be wonderful If you could read my mind Imagine all the stuff We could be behind you wish before you understood or simply sow some seeds you do it if you could let me take a moment of your time inside your mind thinking but I don't know what to say the turmoil the conflict you don't have to feel this way look into my eyes and feel my hand upon your heart holding us together not 
It's a few days later. It's actually a Tuesday morning, uh, the 25th of May, as I announced at the beginning of this thing. And, uh, geez, we're, we're at 55 minutes and 27 seconds. Air beep, you know. <laughs> anyway, so I won't uh, keep you too long here. Uh, just wanted to uh, say what music I played. I played uh, the first two songs were by Leftover Salmon. Uh, one of them was Steam-Powered Aeroplane, and the other one was Danger Man. And then that last song was Deep Purple, and uh, clearly quite absurd. Kind of like uh, me, not podcasting for almost three weeks. <laughs> Sorry about that. I'll try to become uh, m- more regular in the podcasting uh, department here uh, as soon as uh, as soon as I can actually though uh, next week I'm going to be uh, out of town I am flying to McAllen, Texas which is extreme south Texas I think I might have mentioned that in the mobile update but maybe not but anyway I will be flying down there and immediately jumping in a van and driving back home or a van motorhome sort of contraption. Anyway, so I don't know what my connectivity is going to be on the road next week. Uh, I suspect I'll do at least some iPadio updates and, of course, uh, Twitter. But as far as any uh, long-form podcasting, I don't know. But we'll see. So with that being said... I will uh, close this podcast out and we'll catch you later and you can catch me later. And I would play the uh, Porky Pig thing, but I didn't uh, didn't load that software. <laughs> anyway, see ya. <laughs>